Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. Wise men always seek Christ. That's a word for you right there. In verse 2 saying, where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him, and assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Verse 5, they told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So then in verse 7, it says, Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. And lastly, in verse 13, now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in the dream and said, rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Wow. I know that was a lot to take in, but I just did that because we need to set a background. Again, this is always usually the Christmas story. You know, we you know the little manger scene with little Jesus in, in the manger and the animals all sitting around, the little three wise men. Hopefully in your reading you see that there never was a number. It wasn't no three. Hopefully you see in your reading that it really wasn't in a manger. That wise men came to the house and said that in the word. You know, so it's a lot of stuff we hold on into tradition that's not really true. But that but that's not even the story I'm trying to get to. The story I'm trying to get to is is, is you know, is what happens when when when, when your seed is big Coming afflicted. What happens when 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 what you're trying to give birth to comes under attack? See, King Herod here in the story, he he was he called the wise men and said secretly because he didn't want everybody to know what he was up to. He called them in to say, Where is this thing? Where is this thing that 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 that, that is called Christ that is supposed to be king? Because how many know the King Herod didn't want another king in his position? 
So he was asking the wise men, where, where is he? How many know that there are people that will ask about, ask about what you're trying to give birth to? But just because they ask you don't mean they're there to support you. Just because they ask you don't mean they really want to pray for you. They might want to pray on you. P-R-E-Y. Amen. Because see, King Herod said he called him in and he was like, he was like, I I, I need to know where he is. See, he was King Herod was trying to put danger in the manger. Amen. He, he, he was trying to he was trying to find out. He was trying to find out where Christ was, where that seed is. But how many know that we can we can we can substitute King Herod for the enemy of what we're trying to birth into this world? And see, that affliction may come. That affliction may come sometimes even through our health. That affliction might come through our finances. It might come through our job. And Lord, it might come through our family. Amen. Can't nobody afflict your life, family. Amen. I know you look at that phone and be like, Lord, thank God for voicemail. Amen. <laughs> Oh, that's just, that's just me. That was one of the greatest inventions of mankind, voicemail. Just swipe to the left. <laughs> swipe to the left, amen. Some of y'all need to swipe to the left for knowing in your life, amen. But the King Herod was looking for Christ. He, was, he, he called a wise man in and he said, I need to know where he is because I, I just want to go worship him myself. I want to go pay homage, but but how many know that when you're getting ready to give birth to something, see, giving birth to something in this atmosphere, whether it's a book, whether it's a business, whether it's a ministry, whether it's even a child, when you're giving birth into the natural, you're bringing things from the spirit into the natural. It, it, it's those things that, that, that are not as though they already are. Everything that is seen was created from something what? Unseen. So when you're transitioning from the unseen to the seen, that is a moment of affliction because that thing does not want to be placed into this earth because there are Herods that are circling around saying, no, I cannot give up my territory. See, when you finally realize what you're supposed to give birth to, when you they say that there's two days that are great to a man. One when he's born and the second is when he discovers why why he was born. So when you find out what you're supposed to give birth to or you've given birth to that thing, don't be surprised by the Herods. Don't be surprised that the, that the affliction comes because see, Herod didn't want to give up territory. But see, when your, when your business hits, your kingdom-minded business hits, that's going to give up territory. from. That's going to take territory from the enemy. Yeah. When, when your ministry hit, that's going to take territory from the enemy. When your book hit, that's going to take territory from the enemy. When, when you even give birth to who you truly are, that's going to take territory from the enemy. And how many know that the enemy ain't trying to give up nothing for free? Amen. Nobody's just going to let you just take what they think belongs to them. Amen. How many of y'all in here just let me take your car? Amen. Because you feel like it. Well, I know some of y'all are like, you can take it. I don't want to pay for that thing. But you get what I'm saying. Every, people are not going to give up. Harry didn't want to give up. So he said, you know, I, I need to call in the wise men. I need to call them in and, and figure out where this king is so that you know I can go and worship him too. And, it, and it's funny because if you read in the scripture, it says that, that not only Herod was troubled, but all the other people in Israel, Jews, Jerusalem, were also troubled. Isn't that interesting? We can understand Herod being troubled, but these are supposed to be church folk. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We can understand the 
enemy being troubled and trying to afflict us and trying to keep us back. But it says, it says right there in verse 3, when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled. All right. And all Jerusalem with him. See, just because they sitting with you don't mean they with you. Amen? Just because they say they got your back, they might only be in that position so they can stab you. Amen? So we got to understand who are we walking with when that when that affliction comes, Amen. But see, I like how 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 Matthew and thirteen. If you if you want to turn there, Matthew thirteen and twenty. Keep your place in two if you need to. But Matthew thirteen and twenty is one of my favorite scriptures because he says what he, he I mean. Uh, it says right here, it says, as far as what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. Why did I say it's one of my favorite uh, scriptures? Because it tells me right now that a lot of the affliction is on the account of the word. See, the word that was spoke over your life, the word that was imparted into your life, the word that came into your life, the word that your mama spoke over your life, the word your grandmama prayed over your life, it says that you are being afflicted, you are being persecuted on the account of the word. Why? Because the enemy knows that if that word takes root, if that vision takes root, if that idea takes root, yeah. then he knows that territory will yeah. be lost. So what does he do? He said, I ain't going to worry about the harvest because by the time the harvest get here, it's too late. So I got to attack the seed. I got to get it from the very beginning. I got to get it from the very beginning. I can't let them get to the rest in God, so I got to attack their faith in God. Because if they have faith, then they're going to trust. And if they trust, then they're going to rest. So I got to go and attack the faith. I got to let them think that what, what, they, what was spoken over them, what they thought about, what they envisioned, what they dreamed would never come to pass. I got to attack that thing so that they'll get discouraged, so that they'll get depressed, so that they'll get discombobulated, so they'll get confused. I got to attack their faith with doubt because I know if I plant the seed of doubt, then over time it'll turn to worry and then that worry will turn to fear. And then now I got it. But it's all on the account of the word. Amen. Yes. It's all on the account of the word that the affliction come. But that's why I like Psalm 34. Because when God does one thing, he says he's another. He says in Psalm 34, what? Many are the affliction of the righteous. But God delivers them out of some. At all, amen. Oh. Ain't no some. He says many are the affliction, so it's gonna be many. I don't know who told you that when you when you get in relationship with Christ or you join the church that all your troubles go away. They lied to you. Right. On the account of the word, he says many are the afflictions. Many, many, many. Many, get that. If you need two turns, it's in Psalm 34, verse 18. Many, many are the affliction. Many are the affliction. Many are the affliction. Many, 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 many. Many, but, but, it's something about that but. It's something about that but that I always like. See, something you gotta get your butt out the way so that you can see. It says many are the afflictions of, but what? But he delivers them 
harrow them all. Yes. All. all. See, the enemy, the enemy wants you to forget about that all. The enemy don't want you to see that all. He wants you to focus on the affliction. Oh, Lord, what's me? Yeah. Even when you play, oh, oh, slave afflicted prayers. Oh, Lord, if you come by, just by my house one time, Lord. Oh, please, if you got time, God, if this. Why are you saying if to God? Declare the word of God. God, you said many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you said you're going to deliver me from them. All. I'm here for my all. I'm here to get all. I need all. But see, some of y'all scared to go to God one day. Why are you scared? If you scared, say you scared. But I'm telling you today that you can come before God like that because you you come in the boldness of Christ. He see you through His Son, and you can tell Him, God, you said that I'm gonna be delivered from them all. And that's what he does in this story. He sets this story up. When he's getting ready to deliver you from, from affliction, he provides three things. He, do, he, he provides people, yes. he provides provision, yeah. and he provides a position. All right now. Amen. The first thing is the people. He did what? He sent the wise men. He sent the wise men. See, how many know that, that when God is trying to help you burst some things in this world, he ain't going to send you no dumb men? Now, now, I ain't say we wouldn't attract the ignorant folks, but God ain't sent them. See, some of us need to say, who sent you? Who sent you? Who sent you? See, see, when Satan wants to destroy your life, he'll send the wrong people around. See, that, that you know, they call them in the, in the church talk, we call it familiar spirits. But, but really what it is, is that God, that, that Satan is trying to send folks around you that like what you like. See, he's not gonna send, he's not gonna send a, he's not gonna send a pretty little girl to a crackhead. He's gonna send crack. Right. He, he not gonna, he not gonna send crack to, to, to somebody who likes to smoke weed. He's gonna send weed. He, he gonna send what you like. Cause see, the enemy, you can only be attracted by what's in you. That's why David prayed the prayer. God renewing me a clean heart. He said, why? Because I gotta get all this stuff up out of me. Cause I don't want nothing attracted to me that ain't you. Because see, the enemy wants to destroy your life. It says what? That he seek to he's seeking whom he can devour. Not who he can kick it with. See, the devil, he got this, he got this retirement plan. You know, he'll he'll benefit you, he'll give you the blessing, but the but the, the end of his retirement plan is death and hell. You have fun, you know, and all that. And don't get me wrong, ain't nothing wrong with having fun, but but see, a lot of times we give up short-term pleasure for long-term pain. That's not a good trade. Somebody say that ain't a good trade. He'll send the wrong people, but see, when God wants to bless us, he'll do what? He'll send the right people in our lives. He, they, they, some people, we call them in church, we call it divine connections. But it's just really the people who have God has sent to you in your life, and, and like these wise men, he sent them, he sent them to Christ. They, they came look and see, a, a person, a wise man will recognize your star. You ain't got the front and floss for people who, who really see the God in you, who really see your purpose. You ain't got to put on no show. You ain't got to try to impress or, or, or compare or to compete. Because, see, the wise men, they said, they came looking. See, some of y'all ain't even catching me. They came looking. They saw the star. See, how many people around you recognize the star in you? 
How many are looking for the star in you? It says that they came looking for the star. Amen. Wise men will always come looking. They, you don't have to put on no show. You don't have to put on no pretense. You, all you have to do is be who you are. Do what you're doing. And guess what? They'll show. See, when God wants to bless us, he will send the right people in our lives. Amen. He will send the right people in our life. See, a lot of us are holding on to our old people trying to do new things. And God say, no, you can't do the old with the new. You got to get rid of one. Now, that don't mean that you just got to go and say, I'm tired of all of y'all. I don't want to deal with none of y'all no more. But you need to take inventory. See, we don't got too old not to, I mean, just to allow everything into our life. Amen. Sometimes we deal with people's problems that ain't even our own. You know, you got them friends, they call you up, and they dump all their garbage in your ear, and then they hang up the phone, they all relieved and everything. Now you trouble with that mess. Now you done bought it into your household. Now folks in your house wonder why you acting a fool, and it's because you was on the phone with one. So you never ever want to deal with a fool. Why? Because they will wrestle you down and beat you with their experience. You'll get that when you get home. Mm -hmm. Jesus. But God will send what? People. See, people connect us to the blessings. They're God-given opportunities. They, the people will help open doors. Yeah. That's why God says that you have favor with God and man. I know we want to be spiritual and like, oh, Lord, you know, God is going to do it and he's going to. But God does everything through people. Through people. Even himself, he had to do it through what? A person called Christ, Emmanuel, the God is dwelling among us. So don't get so spiritual and holy that you cut people off. I'm just on sabbatical and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not really dealing with anybody right now. I'm just praying on there. You just been tricked into isolation. And you done seen them little animal shows with the little isolated, the little isolated deer he over there drinking in water by himself, all the other deer over there, and that lion just like this, just, just waiting for him. All he do is for him to dip his head down one more time. Isolation is the trick of the enemy. He wants you to be spiritual and off to yourself so you can dip your head down and I'm drinking the water of the Lord. I'm, I'm bathing in Christ. And, and, Can we stop being that holy? Amen. Don't, don't leave and say, Pastor said we ain't supposed to be holy. That's not what I said. God is holy, so we should be holy. But I'm saying that holy. Some of us just foolish with it. Amen. Let's just keep it 100. God ain't going to rain money down at the sky because you need your bills paid. No, God will rain applications down at the sky for you to fill them out. And your resume, and he'll send somebody to say, man, you can't have me spell words on your resume because ain't nobody going to hire you when you can't spell right. See, that's how blessings come, amen? Because he'll send that person who's going to proofread your resume. All right. Let, let's keep it. Let's keep it from being spooky, pooky. Oh, I know I'm believing God for a job, but you can't believe Him if you ain't looking for one. It comes through people, 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 people. The key people hold the key to our destiny. They they came. These wise men came. Christ. God sent the wise men to the sea. He sent the wise men to the purpose, to the destiny. He said, I need you to, I need you to go somewhere. They were being led by God the whole time. I need you to go somewhere and see somebody. Yeah. 
I need you to go and see somebody. So you always gonna have people, but see, what you need to pray is that you always recognize your divine connections. Yes. You know the old saying, some people come to your life well, for a season, a reason, and a lifetime. Right. I know that's cute and everything, but, but we need to really get to the point of where God, what is this person truly in my life for? Is it a divine connection or a satanic attachment? See, there's a difference between a connection and an attachment. See, a connection will connect you to a source or to a power so that it can flow through you. Attachments is just there, something to pull on you and to try to suck life out of you. You know, I know when I was little, I used to run through through the woods and you go through the sticker bra bushes and they just attach themselves to you and they pull on your skin and pull on your clothes and they, they, they didn't serve no purpose, amen? Well, that's how some people in our life are. They just attachments. They don't really serve any purpose they just there to make us feel good. You know, we just, even on whole Facebook, that's one of the things out of Kings. I don't like, I'm like, people like, well, I got all this commotion on my Facebook posts. And people, I'm like, well, how did you get in in the first place? Thank you. I, I, I got over 200 friend requests sitting in my thing right now because I don't know half of them folks. I'm like, who sent you? Who sent you? Yeah, I know we got mutual friends, but they don't mean that you my friend. Who sent you? Because some people just want to attach. But see, we like that because if I got a whole bunch of friends, I get a whole bunch of likes. But see, if everybody like you, don't nobody respect you. Amen. Because some things is just going to cause issues. But God will send people, people to help you birth what you're trying to do. Recognize your divine connections. See, like Ruth, Ruth had to recognize her Naomi. But see, in recognizing her Naomi got her to her Boaz, amen? See, David had to recognize Jonathan, and recognizing Jonathan got him to his kingship, amen? See, people will connect you to your blessing. Samuel had to recognize her Eli, even though Eli was a little messed up, but he got him to being what? The full prophet who was saying that his words never fell to the ground, amen? Even Christ himself, what, went through John the Baptist. John the Baptist, what, baptized him in the water. And it was then after that that God opened up the heavens and said, this is my son of who I am well pleased. See, see, people will help you elevate you to your destiny and to your purpose. But they have to be divine connections. People. But the next thing is the provisions. Provisions, because I said people, provision, and position. The provision. See, these people, the wise men, they came, what, did they come empty-handed? They came with stuff. See, real people who are sent to your life, they gonna come with stuff. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that we, they, we want people so we can just use them, but what I'm saying is this. When God sends divine connections, there will be, there will be people who can pour it into your life. You won't always have to pull. It's a reciprocal relationship. You know you got some of the relationships where you just pull and pull and pull and pull and pull and you, you, you leave drained and they don't never, and as soon as you get ready to present your problem to them, they're like, oh, I'm busy, I got to go. But they don't been on the phone with you for an hour and a half, but now when you get ready to state your case or, or what you going through, now they ready to go and get off the phone. But you've been on the phone an hour and a half. What five more minutes but see, God will send people with provision. And what is provision? Something for the vision. Hallelujah. See, these wise men came, and I like the fact that they didn't put a number because we don't know how many it was. I know we, we circling down to three because it's only three gifts that they show right here, 
but I like to think that it was a whole bunch of people that came. Like I got to go, I got to go and bring provision for this thing because there's something that's been birthed into this earth right now that's going to change this world. That's going to put this world on notice that he is sold up. And that's what I'm saying about your vision, about your ministry, about your book, about your about your uh, ministry, whatever you trying to birth into this world. God is saying, I need to send provision to that thing so that it can do what it is sent to do. Yes, God. Why? Because in Philippians, he says what? God will what? Supply all. Oh. So that go that word again. Oh. <laughs> That's my favorite word in the Bible because they all mean all. Everything. Everything. That means that there are no exclusions. He says he's going to supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. It's his anyway. He just uses people to pass it along. Amen. And he, God said, he sent God, he sent the wise men what? With gold and frankincense and myrrh. See, he'll send the provisions to sustain you through any assault. See, they came with these provisions, but 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 God is, God is an on-time God. God is a like I said at the beginning, God ain't surprised. So you said gold, I like to believe that because gold, we look at it in today's time, I know there's some traditional symbolism they say called it was to represent Christ as being the king and all that. And I'm, there's nothing wrong with that. But I look at it in this way is that it was gold. It, it was money. Let me tell you, let me tell you, see, people who believe in what you're trying to birth, We'll support you. Amen. People who believe in what you're trying to do with your business, ain't gonna ask for no discount. People who believe in what you're trying to do with your ministry, gonna give into it. See, gold, see, the, the wise men came, they came with something. They, came, they didn't come empty-handed. See, divine connections will always come with something. If you got a whole bunch of takers in your life, then you might have attachments and not connections. Then they came with frankincense. Frankincense, they say, represents, the, the, that's the incense that they would burn those when they were giving offerings to God, so it was like worship. What am I saying now? That, that divine connections will provide you with a connection to God. They will they will be there when ain't nobody else there. They will pray for you even when you don't think so. See, them divine connections, see, some of us got too many friends. We we got them friends who, oh, they call me every day, so I know they my friend, but that person ain't called me in two months. I don't know about it. But see, that's your divine connection. Yeah. Why? Because in them two months, they've been on their knees in their prayer closet praying that the Harris won't overtake your life. Yeah, you don't hear from them every day, but they prayers get heard every day. Yeah, you don't talk to them and they don't understand all the stuff that you're going through on an everyday basis, but they understand that the spirit that's trying to attack your life. See, we gotta have them frankincense providers in, in our life. The ones that can get, like they used to say, my, I know my grandma can get them prayers up, them prayers up to heaven. Amen. We gotta have people in our corner that can really touch God. That can press past the presence. Amen. That when you call them up on the phone and you're going through something, they let you they let you cry over your little spilled milk for a little while, but then they grab out that mop called the word of God and say, okay, let's clean this thing up. Cause it ain't gonna clean up by itself. Let, let they, they encourage you, they uplift you, they heal you, they empower you. They say we can still go on. It don't matter what it looked like. This ain't where it ends. It don't matter what you're going through. We just going through. If you know, all we gotta do is keep on going. Just don't stop. Yes. Yes. 
See, they provide their incense, that aroma that, that, that gets you going. That gets you going. That gets you going. You know, like even even as men, you know, we, we smell that certain incense or that certain fragrance on a woman and it gets you going. Amen. Not to get too deep into that. Amen. But you understand what I'm saying. You got to have people that will provide that in your life that will get you to go. When they, when they come around or when you hear from them, it, you, you, they, they, they leave you with a fragrance. They leave you with something on your life. Like, ooh, I can do it now. Hey, I, I, I can knock down walls right now. And you know, ain't no, don't nothing stand in my way right now. But then he also had them to come with mirth. And like I said, I love God being a providential God, meaning he knows all before it even happens because he's the author and the finisher. He sent them with myrrh because they say that the myrrh is what they use when they would embalm the people after they died. So in, in one aspect, God was planning for the death of, of, of Christ. But he was also just preparing for the suffering. And what am I saying? That the people will come with the provision that will help you through your suffering will help you through your suffering. See, there are people who will not leave you, truly will not leave you when you're going through. I, see, we, we can't keep judging, we can't keep judging this relationship off the past relationship. Yeah, I know he left you when you when you hit the bottom. I know she stopped talking to you. I know they did that. Matter of fact, I know they pushed you off the cliff, cliff when you were standing on the edge. But there are some people that God has sent to your life that when you're standing on the edge, they will come and provide a hand and pull you back. There are some people that when you when you're standing and getting ready to to jump, they'll say no, stand. When there are some people that be there when you fall, they'll say come on, get up, and then they'll dust you off when you get back up. See, there are some people that God has sent in your life that will suffer with you. They will, they might not go through what you've been through, but they say, they, you know, they say, I don't understand what you're going through. I can't feel what you're going through, but I'm here. I'm present. I'm accounted for. I'm not going to leave you right now. Can't nothing get me to leave you right now. That's like Naomi and Ruth. Ruth said, Ruth and Naomi's sons had died and, and the once daughter-in-law's kissed her and left. Like, mm, I'm gone and see you later. But, but Ruth said, you can't get rid of me. I'm staying here because I know it's something about this connection. My God, yes, God. That is God-ordained. Who's in your life? Who's in your life? See, God will bring us through the suffering. God will restore us after our suffering. Amen? Yeah. But then lastly, right here, he does what? He, he, he gave us the people. They came with provision. But then I like to see what God does ultimately is the position. <clears throat> it says in verse 12, back in Matthew 2 and 12, Matthew chapter 2, verse 12, it says, And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. And so I like that the wise men, see, wise men will listen to God. They'll hear God for you. See, how many people in your, how many people in your life are listening to God for you? Now, don't get that. Listen to what I'm saying now. They listening to God for you. They hear what God is saying for you. They, they, they go to God and yeah, they get what he's saying to them about themselves, but they also, while they there, they hearing about what God wants for you, for your good. How many people in your life like that? 
And if you don't have nobody in your life like that, then you need to say, God, please connect me. Connect me. Because it's so important. Because see, these people, the wise men said they were warned in a dream not to return. So they didn't go back to Herod. They said they went a uh, whole nother way. they like, we know what Herod is up to. That's your friend calling up and saying, I know what they up to. I know what so-and-so is up to. They might be for you. They might look like they for you, but they really are against you. I ain't saying who you're supposed to be with, who your friend's supposed to be, but just understand that everybody who in your boat ain't rowing. Some folks drilling holes and smiling while they do it. And watching you roll with your heart, knowing the whole time that the boat is sinking. Who is in your life that is hearing from God for you? Because see, when you hear from God, then your position can change. Like it says in verse 13, it says, Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise. Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. See, that, that goes back even with the gold. See, God knew that they were going to have to finance a trip to Egypt. Amen. So he said, I'm going to give them some gold to go. Because these two little poor folks can't do it on their own. So I'm going to send some wise men. I'm going to send some kings with some gold. See, that's the thing. I, see, people, all they, they go with that Christ being poor thing. And they, they take it out of context because he, he, he was poor in spirit, so to speak, because of showing his humility. Then they say, well, he didn't have a house. Well, he was a carpenter. How? Carpenter can't have a house. See, you, you people don't understand stuff when they. You got three. You got even if it was just three. You got three kings, but we know we don't know the number. But even if it was just three kings that showed up with gold, frankincense, and myrrh, treasures of the time. How many know that unless Joseph and Mary was some folks who just balled out of control and turned up every weekend, Christ had that money for a long time. It didn't run out. Amen. It did not run out. But see, Christ, God knew, I, he, I got to get him out of here, so I got to finance this trip to Egypt. So, so he need, I, need to, I, need to, I need to get him out of here. See, God will, God will provide a position. See, see he'll, he'll order our steps. He says that the steps of the righteous are ordered. Amen. He'll order. But we got to be willing to take the order. See, somebody, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I ain't doing what nobody tell me what to do. We won't humble ourselves to nothing, not even God himself. He can come into a dream and you still won't do what he said to do. Why? But oh, as soon as the old boy called, you ready to run. You ready to do it. I got a lick to hit over here. We gonna make this. And then you ready to run out the door. But when, when God's gonna get your attention? My God, yes! Because position is so important. Because see, being out of position, you, you can't connect. You can't connect when you're out of position. What am I saying? Make it plain, Pastor. Look, this fan is on right now, right? Thank God for fan because it's hot up in here. Amen. <laughs> but if I move this fan over here, can it connect? Because it's out of position. It's out of position. But see, won't nobody listen to God properly and say, well, well I'm hot, God. I need to, I need some air provided in my life. I need, and we, we whining and complaining. And you, you need somebody in your life to say, get in position. Get in position. Let God order your steps. Trust God. You done did it your way before. You done stood out here with the fan out of position before. You know how hot it get. You know how that is. You can always come back to this. You can always do this. This ain't going nowhere. But ain't you ready to get in position? 
Because as long as you standing right here, you're going to always be under attack. You're going to always have hairs over your life. You're going to always have the affliction. You're going to always have things going around. But see, when you get in position, when you get in position, then you can plug in to who you're really supposed to be. See, this fan can't be a fan out of position. This fan can't even recognize its identity out of position. Standing over here out of position, this ain't nothing but a little black piece of plastic. It can't do nothing. See, when you're out of position, you're not who you really are. You're not really who you're supposed to be. I know what you became, but what are you? I know who you used to hang with, but what are you? I know what you did, but what are you? Are you just standing out in the middle, out of your position, out of your purpose, as a little black piece of plastic? You can't do nothing unless you're in position and connected. So we gotta, what? Order the steps. God, where do I need to go? Okay, I need to go live. I'm gonna order my step. See, some, but see, some of us, we, we, we want to get there in a hurry, but God said, no, I need you to circle around for a little while. Because when you get there, I can't have everything plugging into me. I don't want you bringing that mess to me, what's on you. So I need you to walk around for a little while and sweat that stuff off. Get that stuff up out of you. Because see, when you go through the next time, then you'll go through stronger. You'll go through better. You'll go through more power. And what you supposed won't break you down no more. What used to trouble you won't deal with you no more. Yeah, it might mean you gotta walk to the back of the room. It means you're saying, oh God, well I was over there, but now I'm walking back. Yeah, but sometimes your setback is a set up so that you can go ahead before. It's like a slingshot. They'll pull you back and the further you pull back, the further you prepare. God said time to get in position. See, take your little ragged black plastic. There ain't nothing without God. And then you can plug in. You can plug in and then you got in the right position. But see, just because you're plugged in don't mean nothing. Because you, you still ain't who you're supposed to be. But now you got to have somebody do what? Come and turn you on. You got to have somebody to come and turn you on. That's what he's sending people for, to turn you on. So now you turn on, and now you're blowing the sweet spirit. You're blowing the sweet air of God all over the life. And now, see, now you can get some air over here. But guess what? The people over here say, well, I ain't getting no air. Well, God say, now that I see you turned on, now that I see you plugged in, now that I see you in the right position, now I can allow you to do what? Circulate. Now you can blow on everybody. You gotta understand. You gotta understand that God will send people in your life. God will send provision in your life. But God will give position. He's saying get in the right position. Get in the right position. You're being attacked out there because you're in the wrong position. You're being attacked out there because you're with the wrong people. You're being attacked out there because you got the wrong provision. Yeah, hey, I know you used to getting it your way and doing everything you can, but just rest in me and allow me to bring it in. Allow me to do it. Yeah, I know how the world do it, but are you trying to build an empire or are you trying to build a kingdom? I know, I know what you I know I know how they did it, but but can you do 
do it the right way? Can you do it the God way? I know it's slower this way. I know you want that microwave and I'm a crock pot, but which one tastes better when it's all said and done? Do you want the microwave fast food meal or do you want something that you can sit down and savor and enjoy and it can make you feel good and you can think about it years later? Who, who, which one you think about the most? Do you think about the time your mama took you to McDonald's or the time she laid out that Sunday dinner? You can still 20 years later. Lord, y'all remember when we was old Big Mama house? We had them collard greens and pigtails and whatever else, all that soul food stuff you eat, but you don't remember the fast food, amen? So we remember what takes time. We remember what takes love. We remember what takes, takes, takes purpose, amen? Get in position and know who you are, amen? Get in position and know who you are. Know who you are. Know who you are. Know who you are. Father God, I just thank you right now. We just give you the honor and the praise, Father God. We thank you that you are intentional in what you do, Father God. We bless your name today, Father God, for your word, Father God. And Father God, I thank you that I can receive as your people have received, Father God. We bless you today, Father God. We thank you, Father God. I love the fact that you are intentional in what you do. You're not surprised by the affliction. You're not surprised by the danger in the manger. Father God, but you've given us the divine connections, the people, Father God, the provisions. And Father, now we get into position.